Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. We have huge Star Wars news breaking this week, guys. We've got The Bad Batch dropping on May 4th. Obi-Wan Kenobi cast and production schedule revealed. But the biggest news of all, Ewoks, The Battle of Endor coming to Disney+. And we are going to cover it all for you because you have found... The Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, April 2nd, 2021, episode 191 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire crew is here for our first episode proper in a month and a half, and I am fired up for this. So good to see my Star Wars crew back in action. So let's get it started right away with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Stevie Biz Nasty, my God, it feels like, I tell you, it feels like it has been forever since we've had a show proper. And so there's three things I'm thankful for. One, first thing, we actually have more Star Wars news than other stuff to talk about tonight. Two. Been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. Two, we're going to go for a four-hour show because part of the other stuff is the talking about the goddamn Justice League movie. Uh, And number three, (laughs) number three. I have been holding on to some fucking sound clips for like two months because Dave has not been around or I've not been around. And so this batch uh-huh. of sound clips, while it's no David Lee Roth, mm. impressive. I, I am fired. Sound clips. I don't, I don't Are know. Are you insane? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 my soundboard is like rusty. It hasn't been used in a long time. We're going to, we're going to break it out. We're going to break it out tonight. Also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Running 13 minutes late, fan! Evansky. Yeah! Woo! Doing a oh, I'm getting my own David Lee Roth going on tonight. Sorry, Woo! pulled the curtain back up too far. With, that, with those lighting effects you have going on behind you, you should be getting your own David Lee Roth tonight. <laughs> I am psyched out to be back on a regular show, guys. I am so excited. We got four hours to talk about Zack Snyder and his... <sighs> Gasm of a movie and 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 god that's two more hours of like star wars talk tonight i'm pumped let's do this all right also on the show also on the show tonight i just i I got i scott's background it literally it looks like the bit in superman 2 where where they depowered general zod i mean that's literally what the lighting effects look like back there i did it for you man i did it for you it's a good thing this is an audio podcast and not a video because we'd have to put an epilepsy warning on the front of this episode (laughs) that is 100 percent accurate you heard his voice you know who that is he is the captain of the nico freaking rodriguez hey hi hello how we all doing tonight Doing great, buddy. How are you? Steve, Greg, Dave, fuck you. Um, <laughs> wow. Saving for, it for the show, for just like you promised. First game oh. proper for everybody, so that's good. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. Glad to be back. I haven't had whiskey on a weeknight in a long time, so thanks for giving me an excuse. Excellent. Let's Excellent. fucking do this. Let's do it. And finally. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> 
Not the for not the first person to ask me that question. I'll tell you that right now. We have this strange, strange bit. Dave, collapse on your chest. Under, under, no circumstances. Tie your fingers in a square knot. Should you ever step on your throat? (laughs) And I mean, pull your heart out. Through your ear. Ever! And you know what? You should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. Call him. Um, six feet of nasty spankable bird meat crammed into a suit. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply weird, small, small thing. A potter. You hollow-boned Mr. Bean cosplayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners out there, good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you, wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. We are five by five, I think, for the first time since January. I think this might be only our second show of the Biden administration. Like, it, it's been a while. We've <laughs> February 20th was our last show. It, it, it's been a while. We've missed you. We hope you've missed us, too. And we're back. We're bad. He's black. I'm mad. But <laughs> again, lethal That's weapon jokes that Nico. I was like, again, lethal weapon yeah, jokes that Nico will not get because somebody never showed Nico the lethal weapon movies when he was growing up. I blame my dad. Have I you think not that's fair. seen? Have you really too. honestly not seen the lethal weapon movies? Um, I have maybe seen one of them. Oh, I think I think the only one I was alive for a release of was Lethal Weapon Four, though. Mm. Oh my and God. not even one of the stronger entries. No, definitely not. But I was for Lethal Weapon Four at all. I was like maybe like ten. I yeah, feel that's, like I don't that's know. That's responsible parenting, be... parenting right there to let the ten-year-old see a Lethal Weapon movie. By yeah, the way, no, I didn't yeah. see it. I just remember it being released. Nineteen ninety-eight. I was eight years old. That was the year you married my mother, Greg. How uh, dare you? Why, that's that. why we did not go see. Leave the weapon for because I was busy getting married to your mother. You're busy doing something, your mother. I do love that we haven't recorded together, all five of us, in like six weeks and we jump right back to where we left off with lethal weapon <laughs> shit talking like, like it was yesterday um, if you've ever given Nico some shit talk all the time and, who has all, and let us know exactly what he hates on the Wretched Hive hotline that's 562 455 Jesus 4483 that's 562 455 Hive that's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell hive. Or you can't remember the bit, apparently. You got I, I'm, just, I'm hypnotized by the lighting in Scott's screen. <laughs> and you can also find us always on Facebook. That's at Facebook. Dot, that's what I just said. Facebook.com forward. Jesus. Wretched Hive podcast. Just I just did. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. And you can also find us on Twitter at, <laughs> at Wretched Hive pod on Instagram at Wretched Hive 77. And I'm forgetting something else that I'll say at the end of the show. So it's Twitter. great. He has, and he has notes in front of him. I'm just doing this like live fly by wire here and steve has notes in front of him and is screwing things up so it's been sick it's been a while it's been yeah. a while we're, we're a little there. off our game tonight folks we're it's okay we'll get sir, it sir anthony what about the show so far it, it's uncomfortable 
Oh, <laughs> it is a bit. Of That's what she said. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys, we actually have some Star Wars news today. I cannot believe it. Let's get right into it. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the wretched hive. So be it. The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch, that's right, is the latest entry from Disney Plus coming to a set-top box near you on May the 4th. To celebrate May the 4th, uh, Disney is releasing The Bad Batch. It's a, it's a break-off show from the Clone Wars animated show. And it uh, looks like a lot of fun. They released a, an official trailer a few weeks ago. And uh, you've got the original crew from the Bad Batch. Uh, it looks a lot. Did you guys see the trailer? Anyone? Anyone? Trailer? No. Uh, I, I have not watched. I know it was released, but I have not had a chance to watch it yet. I'm, is, I'm is, a okay. bad Star Wars fan. Is the trailer longer or shorter than uh, Justice League Snyder Cut? It's a little bit shorter. Okay. <laughs> a little bit shorter than the Snyder All Cut. Right. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks a lot like the Clone Wars. It's from the same studio. I don't think Filoni is deeply involved in it, but I can't be sure about that. It sure looks like the Clone Wars TV show, but the fun thing is it's releasing on May the 4th. We have a new Star Wars property coming on May the 4th, so that's pretty cool, pretty fun. So this this being the first animated Star Wars property since the uh, release of the final season of Clone Wars, is that right? Mm, animated, yes. yeah. Yes, Yep, was Resistance story. anywhere in there, or or Clone Wars was the last animated property last so far? The last and, season was the the last, and there was that Star Wars Resistance cartoon that actually might have had a a final season in there, a, a wrap up in there. That was the yeah. last Disney XD show. Now everything is shifted over to Disney Plus, and I think Bad Batch they had a story arc in that final season of Clone Wars, kind of a a soft launch of this show, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah. And, and yep. an old school term for it would be the backdoor pilot. Backdoor pilot. Thank you, sir. That's that which, sounds which, like a sex act. Which does mm-hmm. sound like the kind of thing you should not be Googling. The backdoor <laughs> pilot is the guy standing, you know. Right. Why are you? I was going to say, why are you going there? And I'm just making it worse. So it's I'm an audio try. podcast. <laughs> we can't see the action there, Greg. Um, Sometimes and, it's better that you don't. So does this sort of uh, launch the the barrage of star wars properties scott that will be coming in 2022 we've got so many new releases coming in 22 is this is this the start of a new era for star wars um video releases what do you think and you're muted my friend wow you're being awfully quiet scott scott speak up this is your chance to jump in Jesus I'm, I'm going to jump, I'm gonna jump and, in here, Steve. Uh, uh, yeah, I think this Dude, is going to be the beginning of things for uh, Star Wars <laughs> in 2022. Uh, I'm Scott Ivansky. I, I know everything about Star Wars because I'm a lifelong fan. And uh, Scott, I'm trying to vamp for you here, buddy, and it's just not. Okay. See, wait a minute. Scott, Scott is possible. Time, time out. Your microphone is working just fine. You are on mute. Unmute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, even I can read that side that language. I, I can't. Can I don't know. Um, <laughs> Control or, or Apple M. Apple I, M. Do I that. think he was literally saying it's not my fault. 
Uh, try the keyboard shortcut that Greg suggested. There you go. Oh my it, god! It, it, there you go. You know what it was, guys? You appreciate that Steve gave tech support there and not Nico. It, it literally yeah. was unplugging the mic and plugging it back in. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't unmute. I'm freaking out. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve. Ab- absolutely. I think this is going to lead into a huge amount of uh, Star Wars coming down the, the pipe. Uh, we got Obi-Wan. Uh, we got Cassie Nandor. But you know what? What I was trying to say earlier when I was having mic issues was... Man, this is just going to cause a lot of chaos for us. Fun, but chaotic because we're reviewing. I mean, we've done WandaVision. We're doing Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going to be going into Loki. We've got now the animated series, The Bad Batch. We've got so much stuff and so much content coming down the the, the pipe here that I swear I I can't sleep anymore. This is This is going to be wild and fun. We're going to have some decisions to make in terms of what we're covering on the weekends. Maybe we do. Maybe we do Star Wars on Wednesdays and uh, Marvel on Saturdays or something like that. I don't yeah, know. I think so. If we can commit to that, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm excited for the Bad Batch, though. It looks good, and I really did like the fact that it was part of that last season that we got. So, yeah. uh, it looks pretty- like a lot of fun. I, I I dig the characters. I like that arc in the Clone Wars, and um. I'm I'm gonna watch the pilot for sure and then assess, see if I keep up with it. Because the the other animated stuff, eh, sometimes I can't really track it as well. It doesn't grab me as much, but uh, Clone Wars did, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I did like Rebels fine enough. I mean, I, I I watched most of the series. I still haven't gone back to finish the series, um, and I never watched a single episode of Resistance. And you know, and every time I try and start Clone Wars. Um, I just, I, I, it fades so fast for me. I like the last time I tried, I didn't even try and just start watching seasons. I just watched the Disney plus was kind enough to recommend the essential Ahsoka episodes. And I watched like three or four of them. And then yeah. it was, it was, it was just, it was just fine. I'm, so, I'm still trying to get into that one. It's so funny, Greg, because out of the three that you mentioned, I, I think the most popular and fun series is Clone Wars. I know there's more episodes and more obviously to get through or, or I hate saying avoid, but just get over those episodes. But <laughs> yeah. compared to Resistance and and uh, uh, Rebels, I, honestly, it's the better series out of all of them. There was stuff about Rebels that I liked, but it it was very much a show geared towards kids and 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 not like small children, like just like young children, you know? Yeah, yeah. That tween that tween age, and you know, it just. Uh, uh. <laughs> it, it, you know, Our, Clone Wars took a while, and there were episodes that were wonderful at the time, and then it just kept getting better, and even at some po- point darker. But it it really lent itself to the, the overall story arc of all the films. I, I love the the concept of how it tied the prequels in, and we got all these just amazing and fascinating characters. It there is sludge to get through but seriously it's worth the time to sit down and kind of go through them so well, and there's a lot of backstory that you don't get in the movies about like the origins of the force yeah and yeah. other things that they cover in that in that show uh so it's definitely worth looking for those arcs um yeah. in the original I, films that is kind of why i want to go back and keep giving a shot and i and i do every now and then it has been a while so we got bad batch and is is May is May the fourth when they're like really just like just Star Warsing all over our face, neck, and chest with all the other shit that's coming out too? 
Well, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. That's not what I heard, Steve. Another, wow. another big announcement on the TV front. Well, this hold on, hold on. I, I, oh. I mean, let's back let's back up for for just a minute because also, like all the, or is this, are you doing all the Disney Plus releases after the Obi Wan announcement? Not all. Or, of them. I'm just got the okay. Obi Wan announcement because it's it's. I think you mentioned the 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 Ewok shows the caravan of courage and the battle for endo those are both coming to to disney plus the the one that i am super excited about is the gendy tartakovsky clone wars i mean the for real for real that is um, for sure yep and then and then also the 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 boba fett short from the holiday special is going to be properly on disney plus no longer as a bootleg no longer you know um as a secret blu-ray extra on one of the star wars blu-rays that was out there it's actually in the wild with what is it, the 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 noble wookie companion or something like that is what it's called it's got some weird name to it yeah oh, it's gonna yeah. be so killer I, I have a question about the tartakovsky series on out on disney plus are they going to release it so it's like one long you know like 30 minute show you know that's a good question because the original release was as as many episodes yeah. and when i say many they were like five minute episodes yeah and yeah. there there's like 30 or 40 of them so the whole thing proper is like two hours long i don't know if it's i don't know i don't know well what, that was and, just season one Did season two expand those episodes they were a little bit longer weren't they i don't know that they ever got to like a full 22 minutes or anything like that i don't know about no, that i i think scott's right i think they got a little longer in season two but to your point greg never like an actual tv show you know right. maybe they were 10 or 12 minute episodes instead of 22 but yeah i i the tartakovsky thing is significant for star wars overall because i'm pretty sure that was the first appearance of general grievous it was I that is correct yep yeah yeah and asajj ventress too we meet yeah. I, I believe in that series and, and when you talk about a show that was you know, obviously geared towards children. I mean, it was on, you know, the Cartoon Network when it first re- premiered, but transcends that and appeals to adult Star Wars fans as well. That is the fucking model for what you look at right there. I it mean, really is. Such cool stuff going on in that in that cartoon that it's got all the visuals to keep the kids entertained for five to seven minutes or whatever it was and stuff to draw the adults back into it. So it was really fucking groundbreaking as far as Star Wars cartoons. Yeah, and to Dave's point, um, the the introduction of General Grievous in this was very reminiscent of the Boba Fett feature we're going to be getting from the holiday special. It was kind of cool to see this character because the introduction to that character leads directly into the first or opening sequences of Revenge of the Sith, if I'm correct. Is that, Dave, does that sound familiar? Or? Uh, maybe. It's been a long time since I got to see any of these. That does ring a bell. That does ring a bell for me too, Scott. Uh, the, the the big announcement in the last couple of weeks that I'm super, super excited about, in addition to the Bad Batch, Obi-Wan Kenobi, live action. The full cast has been announced. The production schedule has been announced. This lineup looks amazing. We've got, of course, Ewan McGregor reprising his role in, as the titular character Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Darth Vader. Now, how, now he's behind a mask at this point. So so this series yes. takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So so Vader is full Vader at this point. Although do they just CGI him as a uh, as a as a fishing bob, you know, in his little back to tank? <laughs> Perhaps. You know? It could or, be. Or are we looking at flashbacks? 
with more Obi-Wan and um, Anakin conversations. and Or maybe it's both. Yeah. Maybe it's both. You know, speculation, throw that in here. I mean, that that is amazing. If they could do this where there are flashback sequences and, and intersplice those moments that we've already seen in, like, Clone Wars and even, like, some of the Rogue One stuff, putting that character back in there in those types of moments could actually service this very well. I, I'm kind of excited if that's the, the, the direction they're trying to go down. What, uh, what's interesting is, to me, is, is and these are the things that just really fry my brain at night is is you think about the timeline of things because they have announced that officially the obi-wan show takes place 10 years after revenge of the sith so about eight years ish before a new hope so you have ewan mcgregor who's 20 years older than when 22 years older than when he first played this role play a character that's only 10 years older than he is which actually works fine because Let's let's all just throw it out there. Dude doesn't fucking age at all. The guy still looks <laughs> amazing for the he age that like he he's is. Twenty eight, exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. a little younger than I am, and just goddamn that motherfucker. He just oh. you know he's he's so handsome. But <laughs> Hayden Christensen, on the other hand, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Hayden Christensen, on the other hand, um, rode hard, put away wet guys. Guy is uh, <laughs> guy is not. Not been time has not oh. been kind of that poor guy. Can, can we just say that? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you, Greg. Uh, however, the only time I ever saw you and McGregor age was when he actually sported that mullet in Attack of the Clones. That just looked <laughs> oh, a little yeah. creepy on me. Uh, but you're right, man. Hayden, is it all the fan backlash? Is that what aged him so badly? I mean, <laughs> it's it's like it's like force lightning from a general from a from from Palpatine is what it is. You know, <laughs> that really has got a big split. <laughs> um, also, we've got uh, on this show, we've got Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Pius reprising their roles as Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew. So that's uh, a great let me before you move on with that, Steve. Joel yeah. Edgerton is a fascinating story to me because Joel Edgerton was, I believe, the Obi-Wan Kenobi stunt double mm. in the first film. He, oh, really? he, yeah, he was he started out as a stunt guy who yeah. got cast into that role. So I just thought that was a really fascinating transition because he's gone on to do some really, really good parts later on in life. You know, in the press release, he does look a little bit like Obi-Wan. He's got the beard and. Mm hmm. Harris kind of pulled back. Um, Moses Ingram, who was most recently in The Queen's Gambit, which is fucking amazing. If you haven't watched The Queen's Gambit, you need to. So good. So good. Um, let's see. Idra Varma, who we know mostly from Game of Thrones. I forget her character's name. Um, Lamara Sand. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Rupert Friend, who was in Homeland and other things. Um O'Shea Jackson from Straight Outta Compton, Sun Kang from Fast and Furious. So a great cast. Uh, Kumil Nanjani from Silicon Valley. Oh, I was going to say O'Shea Jackson. You 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 just threw it out there from from Straight Outta Compton. But Ice Cube's son, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea oh. Jackson Jr. is what it is. He's Ice Cube's son. And oh. then, yeah. uh, what is it? It the the uh, the Asian actor who's in there? Can you repeat his name for me? Sun Kang. Sun, Sun Kang, Kang. Yep. from uh, for, he he plays a character in the Fast and the Furious movies whose name is Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> amazing. 
Oh, Talk about, uh, yeah, that's that's a blessed man right there. <laughs> and now he's in Star Wars. How cool is that? That's awesome. Uh, so great cast. This looks fantastic. I cannot wait for this. It's going to be great. And I think this indicates, if I can look at it really quick, they are, I think they're beginning to film in April. Am I right about that? Or May? Coming up. They announced the production schedule. I don't have it with me, but um, I think it's April. Well, they, you know, everybody got all weirded out when they had that false start, you know, kind of before the pandemic hit and there was worries about the story coming together and everything like that. But, you know, um, the the casting sounds like it's, I, you know, I like the people who are involved in it. Um, I had that, that Deborah Chow made a few episodes of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I think she's talented. Yeah, um, she's I still have faith that this is going to look pretty good. And and God damn it, if Ewan McGregor isn't just a handsome devil. Oh man, it really is. He is. He hot. You know what? He, I swear, it's him and traveling the world on a motorcycle is is doing him good and drinking all that whiskey. Have you watched that show? His show that he's in uh, with his yeah. buddy, where they they travel through South America on on motorcycle. I think I caught an episode or two. It was pretty fun. Okay. If if you're into that sort of thing, yeah. Watching hot dudes on a motorcycle. Wow, this just went the wrong direction. So, all right. God, Nico. Right. Wow. Is it the wrong direction or the right direction? The right direction. Just fine. You know, guys, we talk a lot about Marvel on the show. We we've, we we broke down for weekends in a row, every single Saturday, WandaVision, which is just a brilliant masterwork of television. We're in the middle of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We don't give DC enough love on the show. So we're going to talk some DC tonight with the release of Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. And I know Greg, Dave, Scott, Nico, you're pumped up about speeding through. Leave me out of the pumped up. For this. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Dave is neither Hans nor Franz in this equation. So correct. All right. So Greg, I'm going to hand this off to you to lead us off. What were your impressions of Zack Snyder's Justice League? So uh, I do got to take a quick poll of the room. So I have seen it. Steve, you have seen it as well all the way through all four. Who else has managed to sit through this beast of a show? Anybody? Anybody? No, no for Dave. No. Wow. No for Dave. I kind of surprised at Dave. I'm not really surprised at Scott. Nico's already asleep. Not really. uh, Not really surprised (laughs) there. Um, so you, uh, wait, so you and I are the only ones that have seen this thing. <laughs> you and I are the only ones who have seen it. Great. I will, I will just, just on the show. Okay. Before you, before you unleash on this thing, I'm just going to say I have seen clips and okay. I've seen enough to know the entire story of it. I just can't fathom sitting four hours with this thing. So <laughs> wait, 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 the story of this thing. Do they have to put a MacGuffin in a doohickey? Do I, <laughs> am I getting it about right? Three. Three of them. Yes. There's, there's uh, three of them. There's, there are three of them, yes. I no wonder it's a four-hour movie. So um, this has been a long time coming. It's, you know, all of the the crazy Zack Snyder fans that are out there and, and just the whole release the Snyder cut and 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 it's become its own kraken, just like Sidney Powell had her kraken. Zack Snyder fans had their, had their <laughs> Snyder cut. And just like Sidney Powell's cracking case, it kind of sits out there like a wet fart. It really is not um, <laughs> not very exciting. Um, I, I will give it credit in that it is 
a better movie than the movie that came out in theaters. But to Dave's point and to Scott's point, sitting through it for four fucking hours, it was really a slog. And I sat through it in two sittings. I think, Steve, I recommended to you that you take a break after every chapter. It's conveniently broken up into, I think, six or seven chapters. And Mm -hmm. if you're going to watch it, that's the way to do it. Just go away for a while and then come back. Because uh, there's a lot of... I'm going to say it. There's a lot of interesting stuff that he was that he was building towards. Um, but between all of the slow motion, all of the slow takes, all of the just exposition that just goes nowhere, it is really hard to sit through four hours of this movie. I mean, right. it, that's that's the thing right. there. Wait, Before- I have to interject. I have to interject. Are you telling me that are, are right here, right now, Greg, are you telling me that Zack Snyder use slow motion in a film shocking i know i can't I know. take this i can't <laughs> take right. it i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i i've gotta i've gotta di- i've gotta disagree with you greg <laughs> on which point on a lot of what you just said okay uh, damn i like this movie <laughs> i enjoyed it i sat i didn't think i was gonna sit through the whole thing well let me back up i started <laughs> it i watched half an hour and i'm like Okay, wait, where am I? And I it said three and a half hours left. And I'm like, holy God, this is, <laughs> this is nuts. But then Lisa walked in and she kind of got interested. The next night we started from the beginning. We watched the whole thing in one sitting. In one sitting. Oh in my one god. One sitting. And at which what's it? It's it's not um who's the fucking guy? It, he's it, it's I wish I could remember the name. I want to say Nick Cage is the, is the not Nicholas Cage, uh, like Nick Cage in the Bad Seeds or something like that. At which fucking lamenting Leonard Cohen esque song, the yeah. fourth one, the fifth one, where yeah. he's talking about the sadness in his heart, where you're like, yeah. can we just get on with it, please? Okay, there is that. There is that. <laughs> you have to give him a little bit of leeway here. Uh, there, the, the build up for this was huge, right? People have been waiting for it for years. Um, it's the director's cut. You know, I remember seeing the director's cut of not that I'm comparing here, <laughs> yeah. but Blade Runner, for example. Sure. Holy yeah. hell. That that <laughs> movie is over three hours long. Now it's all sci-fi brilliance because it's like the greatest sci-fi movie ever, right? But but you 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 give him a and there's there's some pieces there that just you know you you get why they didn't make the original theatrical release. Um, but if, if you buy into, if you buy into it and just give it some space and allow it to breathe, <laughs> it breathes for a long time, but it, it's, there's a lot to love about this, about this film. Number one, wonder freaking woman. All right. Hands down right now. Best, best DC character. That's, in film forgetting that wonder forgetting that wonder woman 84 exists yes yeah wonder woman 84 was not a good movie but gal godot and that character is so fun and that first scene spoiler alert here but i won't play the clip but but um (laughs) when she's in the bank you won't take the you won't play the clips it's take 45 minutes to get through it yeah Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, if it's more than 20 seconds it's not a clip steve <laughs> there's there's a joke there involving Mrs. Baldwin, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belabor it too much. Uh, Did we actually push Steve uh, over the edge? I haven't seen a Steve middle finger in a long time. This is so, great, guys. 
Um, one that that scene where she prevents the bank from being blown, be, prevents a terrorist group from blowing up four blocks of London. That is great stuff. Um, the background stuff you get on Batman, um, this and and even Aquaman, I even enjoyed that. The Flash is hilarious. There, there are a what, lot of things. What to background have stuff is there of Aquaman? Is he talking to fish? Is that the background stuff on Aquaman? Him talking to fish and octopus and and other things under the sea. You, you kind of get a sense um, for why he is angry and why he's why he hasn't taken up the mantle of the king of the sea. My God, and they don't not, do all that stuff with like that Ringo Starr Beatles song, you know? I like to be <laughs> under the sea in an octopus's If fucking Tom Waits did a version of that song, it would have been in this movie. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so the music selections, I, I'm with you. The slow motion, uh, like Celtic chanting, sort of like... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of that. That's what I was going to interrupt to tell Dave is there's not so much Aquaman talking to fish, but there are Icelandic women singing Icelandic folk songs for 20 minutes on screen. Yeah, think think Tom Jones and women throwing their panties on stage, but instead (laughs) they're singing Celtic chants. I saw clips. I'm a little freaked out to watch the full four hours just because of that. So I was going to say on IMDb, 8.2 out of 10. You give the movie, give it a shot, Scott, Nico, uh, Dave. I think you will like more about it than you don't like. Okay, okay. Here's the thing, Steve. Here's the thing. I will, I will, as I said in the beginning, this is a better movie than what was in the theaters. So if you even moderately enjoyed Justice League, and I don't know why you would have, but if you even moderately enjoyed it, this one is better. So. Yes. But that's it in fairness, Greg. I, I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying, not even having seen the movie. I'll agree with everything that you say, but it's kind of a low bar, right? We're it kind is, of it is, it is a low bar. And and the thing is, is I usually like to watch these kind of movies at least twice because there's things that you miss and things that you skip. And so this one, it's not that I hated it, it's that I don't know that I want to sit through it again because it was yeah. so long to get through. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I will not sit through this again in one sitting. I might watch a chapter or two. And this is the first time I've seen Ben Affleck as Batman that I actually didn't want to throw up. I mean, <laughs> seriously, he's I think he's terrible as Batman. I don't appreciate up, up before this film. And I think he kind of holds his own. Uh, there's more to the character in this movie than any other film I've seen him in. And I, I, appreciate I will that. say, I will say, this is my favorite Batman suit since the original Michael Keaton Batman suit. I think this Batman suit that they've designed for this movie is phenomenal. I'm a huge dark Frank Miller Dark Knight fan, and this this is a complete homage to that style of suit with the shortened ears and the kind of you know bulkier body, um, mm-hmm. and it looks fantastic. And on 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 screen, it looks even better. I, I'm a huge fan of the costume design for for this suit. Is that worth sitting four hours through? I don't know. Probably yeah. not. Maybe not. So I, I can't I can't jump in and critique the film because I haven't seen it. But I am going to go in with some of the statements that you guys have brought up, so we can move along faster. I will try and do this as fast as I can. But first of all, Scott, what if you ever wanted to go faster in anything? Oh my God! Let me tell you right now. Well, right now, I need to, with muting problems and whatever else is going on. No, seriously, 
Steve, first of all, you talk about any director's cut that was ever out. The first director's cut I was ever introduced to was Aliens, sure. uh, the laser disc. And that is a director's cut. That were scenes that were cut out that made sense. You put it back in, it made the movie more engaging. There's some really in-depth like character development and uh, establishing the the colony on whatever LV426, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I get that the Joss the Justice League or whatever they they're calling it versus <laughs> Snyder cut. You know, I I'm not going like to I'm not going to take away the fact that he probably had a much more coherent story. However, the clips that I have seen, um, I will say the the uh, the stuff with Steppenwolf where he's trying to explain himself to Darkseid and it goes on and on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have sat through church services that were more engaging than this. Please just get to the point. And yeah, it, I just couldn't take it. I just and then the Celtic chanting that I saw, I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What is happening here? This is look, everything that I have heard about this is just giving me a serious true detective vibe, and that's why I'm staying away from it. <laughs> anyway, all right, I, I, all right, all right. Well, yeah, well, like it sounds like the only thing this that the Snyder cut is missing is Matthew McConaughey monologuing into you know the end of the credits. I'll t- I'll tell you the one thing that did bother me that that is lingering uh, even more than the music more than the you know overzealous exposition you know every thirty or forty minutes is is this the animation for Steppenwolf uh, there are there are some scenes that look unfinished a, a little bit um, and you know I the CGI they can do these days is is so freaking amazing and. It seems like they shortcutted that in a few scenes. Um, but if you can look past that, there's more to like than there's to dislike in this film. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Give it a shot. You know, and then the weird, you know, kind of epilogue, and we can have a 20-minute epilogue just like they do in the Justice League movie. Because right when you think it ends, it's got 30 more minutes tacked on to the, yeah. to the end here. Um, yeah. Yep. The, 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 the weird epilogue to this whole story of the release of the Snyder Cut is it wasn't just enough for them to release a four hour movie, four hour version of this movie, which was an improvement. I will, I will, again, I want to reiterate that it's an improvement. Mm-hmm. They also felt like they had to release it in black and white. So you can literally go to HBO Max and watch Justice is Gray edition of this Justice of Zack Snyder's movie league that's entirely in black and white. I'm like, I don't know what's happening with that. So that's an option that you can actually select color or black and white. Um, well, there is a version of the movie that is literally called Justice is Gray, and it's all in black and white. Oh, that's interesting. So I, I don't know if it comes up when you just select Justice League, and then and then do you want to watch it in color, black and white? I think it's an actually a, a different selection on the screen that you have to find there. So it's there. Guys, especially Greg and Dave, who probably have read the comic book storylines, uh, you know, the super, the death in the family, and or, I'm sorry, that's Batman. Um, uh, the whole Superman doomsday storyline and then the, the, the death of Superman. Yeah. And then the funeral for a friend, I think was the, the, mm-hmm. the follow-up series. Mm-hmm. Is it justified that they bring the black suit in? Does it make sense to how this story kind of progresses that he comes back in a black suit? See that it's funny. And, and it, I don't know if Dave can speak on it because he hasn't, again, he hasn't seen it, but if you know some, uh, feel free to pipe in here in the, in the, 
death and return of Superman, we'll call it, um, storyline from the comic books, there was a specific reason why he had a, a black suit um, and a mullet also, which the mullet does not make an appearance, which I'm kind of bummed about. But Damn. Um, he did have the, the most awesome mullet in that comic book series. Yes, he did. Um, yes, he did. In this Zack Snyder movie, there is no reason for it at all. He literally walks by and says, oh, I think I'll put on this black suit. And that's the one he chooses. So we, we don't get to see any of the four fake Supermans or what I'm going to call them fake. But no. so no, no appearance of Shaq in this. I mean, no, come on. No Shaq Fu. No Kazam. <laughs> um, none of that. Yeah. All right. No, that none of is. None of that portion of the storyline made it into the Zack Snyder version. Um, okay. and I don't know if that's a bad thing. But maybe, the, yeah, I mean, it, it, it could have been better explained why he chose this black suit other than it, it looked cool hanging on the rack there, I guess. Okay. Does it, do, do we get a Superman above the planet in a Christ pose about to save all of humanity? <laughs> that's all what, I what, what do you think the odds are of that happening? I'm going to say at least 99.9%. <laughs> You're shooting yes. pretty low. You're shooting pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, I remember seeing, and I will agree with you on this, Craig, the first the, the theatrical release of this movie, just a complete bore. I, I, I hated it. I, I did not like it at all. I left completely disappointed. Same with Batman versus Superman. I just, I didn't. That's a, that's a turd of a movie. I'm oh. sorry. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. That is a horrible, horrible movie. And you take two of the greatest characters, really, like, ever, and and you do that, you make that film. I mean, it, it just, it was shocking. And It literally ends with the dirt being thrown on Superman's grave, and then they cut to the credits. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's how you want to end that movie. The thing that people have been waiting for for, like, 75 years. That's how you want to end that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. I, I I don't know how much you've got how much you guys have read up on the whole his vision for how this was to end. Have you guys? Can I go into a little bit of what his vision was to end this whole series here? Anybody have any objections to that? I'm Not getting at all. Do it. Let's do it. Okay. So the original vision for Zack Snyder's DC Universe was a five movie arc, apparently, and this is what I've heard. And when we get to the end, you're going to be like, "What the fuck is happening?" So it starts with Man of Steel, okay, and that and that was a movie and that was a thing, and it goes into um, um, Batman, Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. and then it went into Justice League, which killed everything. No, nothing else going on after that. But had Zack Snyder been able to finish, you know, and probably made a less than four hour cut, then it would have gone on to Justice League Two, which would have culminated. You would think, you know, not not how you would think what you had culminated with. It, would, it was going to culminate with the big battle with Darkseid, who's introduced in this movie. And they tease that there's going to be a fight, but they stop in Justice League 1 because he was supposed to be the big bad in Justice League 2. Mm. Why not Justice League 3? Why not save that big ultimate fight for Justice League 3? Yeah. Because, because of all the flashbacks that are shown where we see that the world has been decimated. And there's a throwaway scene in, I don't want to call it throwaway, but there is a scene with Lois Lane in this version of Justice League where she's looking through a drawer. And in th- inside this drawer, there's a pregnancy kit that, she, that she's looking at. But Superman's been dead for a while. So who possibly could have gotten Lois Lane pregnant? Apparently, Zack Snyder thought the answer was Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? And so Bruce Wayne getting Lois Lane pregnant apparently makes Superman go batshit crazy. And there's a big another big no pun pun intended, right, Craig? No (laughs) pun intended at all. And that's what makes the crazy the big battle, you know, with all this crazy dystopian future was because Batman uh, knocks up Lois Lane. Exactly. <laughs> Does that sound like the worst fucking trilogy of movies you can imagine? Yes. <laughs> so my question yes, is, does. how how do you know this, Greg? Is this like an interview with Zack Snyder? Did he admit to this willingly? Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I heard it all secondhand from another podcast talking about the 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 genesis of this. And if I can find out where they sourced all this material from, I will share it with you guys. I just thought it was too good not to share. Though. That's right. Yeah. That story was so good. We're sharing it with our listeners, whether it's true or not. That's good. I like that. I like that. But I have to ask you, mm-hmm. oh, d- uh, Dave, did I interrupt you? I'm sorry, man. No. Let's, let's no, keep no, no. this going. Because here, honestly, were there things that led you to believe that that was where he was going with this new uh, Snyder cut? Are there? Because I heard it ends like four different times. It does. It does. Well, so there are the visions, and these are there. These are visions that made it out of the Superman versus Batman, where Batman's dreaming the future, and he sees, you know, all those armored troops kind of worshiping to Superman, and Superman flies in, and he's, you know, and he's bearing down on Batman, and he's about to. And then the whole epilogue of Justice League deals with that similar future timeline, let's just call it, okay. where. Superman, where where there's a big team up, and it's Batman, and it's Deathstroke, and it's um, Mira, you know, from the Aquaman. Oh, wow. And it's the Joker, and they're all plotting for what their next move is, right? And and then Superman appears, and there's a big threatening pose, and then that's the the actual end of the movie. Wow. So it is a future, so it is a future with a Superman gone bad, yes. I... Hmm. Like I, I'm not the biggest DC fan. I know I've read enough, but I it just makes me wonder if he's read all the comics. He just wanted to make a bad Superman. Like <laughs> what? Because that was my argument with Man of Steel. I'm like, if you already have a brooding character, as in Bruce Wayne slash Batman, yeah. Yeah. why are you taking the most heroic character in comics history? I mean, seriously, this guy was like. Everything everybody looked up to, the American way, truth, justice, all that stuff, the super perfect Boy Scout of a superhero character and turn him into what Zack Snyder did. Man of Steel still just rubs me wrong. Like it is it bugs me so bad. And then to see when when Batman comes onto the scene and they have their little smackdown, that's what really destroyed that movie for me was the fact that it's like, well, I don't really give a shit about two characters who are brooding. One's got to have a better attitude in life, but they both suck. I mean, like, and Batman in that movie was a cold-blooded killer. I mean, that was crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of the opposite of how those characters, you know, past history has shown. And it's not like you didn't have... Oh, I don't know, like 70 years of backstory to kind of flesh that out a little bit. I right. Mean, yeah. You know, the thing is, if you look at it like the Captain America, I think the most analogous character in the Marvel Universe is Captain America. Not because of the super ha- superpowers, obviously, but because of the attitude and the wholesomeness. And there's a way to create drama for these characters without, you know, 
having them just have a dark side. You know, Batman's got the dark side, and you're right, Scott. Superman never has the dark side, but he's an, a near, you know, omnipotent being. There's, you know, yes. very little that you that can hurt him, and so it's like the shortcut is you go, well, you hurt him through his heart. That's that's where he's vulnerable, and that's bullshit. I mean, yeah. that's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's lazy. That's just lazy right there. Because yeah. because I feel Captain America, you know, kind of kind of holds those same principles. You know, he's 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 very dedicated. He's very loyal. He's very honorable, you know, and, and you can still create tension and drama for him without just saying, oh, well, you know, his his girl fucks some other dude. Yeah. Case in point, Winter Soldier and Civil War are perfect examples of that. Uh, for a film version of, of what we already know to exist in the comic books, that character still holds true to what he is, but gets really dark in those two movies. So why can't somebody like Zack Snyder or DC or anybody that's involved capture that same kind of feeling or character development with somebody as popular as Superman? That's what drove me crazy about the, the DC extended universe or whatever they're calling it. I'm I'm happy that Marvel is for the most part handling this very well. I'm still, you know, maybe hoping, <laughs> maybe maybe with Suicide Squad or this uh, whatever Suicide Squad Part Two or whatever they're calling it, we might Guardian, get some. Yeah, I'm sure it's called Guardians of the Galaxy Three. I'm sure, pretty sure that's what it's that's called. It. That is it. That is it. Willis <laughs> <laughs> Lane gets pregnant by Bruce Wayne. That's great. I mean, that's that, that's hey, gives the whole at least. It, at least it wasn't by King Shark. <laughs> it, it gives a whole nother it gives a whole nother <laughs> to Batpole. Oh, hey now. Hey now. I was oh saving that for seven minutes. Seven <laughs> minutes. Uh, I'm, guys, I'm just laughing that that five minute review turned into like a half an hour, just like the Snyder Cut. So just like the Snyder, just like the Snyder Cut. Guys, we got one more story. One more huge, bigger than Kenobi huge story let's do this about from the star wars universe is uh, it the star wars tweet of the week no but that's coming <laughs> it's uh, huge. made headlines all around the world this last week groomzilla did you hear about this guy that <laughs> what want, he wanted to have a star wars wedding oh my god was it to chewbacca mom <laughs> this guy wanted to have a star wars wedding and his fiance denied it and he turned that's that's a plot twist right there he drew yeah. wanted something at the wedding and the bride would not agree to it that's he a turned plot twist to reddit for sympathy Uh-oh. so this well, is arguably been... his second mistake in this whole process so this is <laughs> this is going to get darker than the cider cut <laughs> yes, yes. all over all over the inter- interwebs but uh, i have the original post here from reddit and i got to say it's pretty funny we we i just have to read highlights from this post the title is <laughs> it's on r if you're if you're familiar with reddit it's r slash and then whatever the topic and the 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 forum that he posted to is r slash am i the asshole answer <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, the answer the answer is yes without reading the post at all really reading anybody's post in that group the answer is yes okay so here's the post my fiance 26 year old female and i 27 year old male recently got engaged on valentine's day to 21 2021 oh 
very sweet, very sweet. Very, very cliche. Uh, we're hoping to get married in the next two years, so almost every conversation we have at the moment is about wedding planning. Star Wars has been a huge influence on my life ever since I was a kid. I've watched all the movies more times. Than, wait a minute, is this Scott Evansky that wrote this post? Hey, hey, uh, hey. <laughs> I, I, I've watched all the movies more times than I could possibly count. And it's something nearly all of my friends and family enjoy doing too. So when I was thinking of wedding planning ideas, it seemed obvious that we should be doing something Star Wars related. Yes. I've been brainstorming ideas and I have some really great themed ideas. For example. He's got a lot to learn. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I agree with that. (laughs) You know where this is said. His first idea is to have alcoholic blue milk drinks to serve to guests. Sounds pretty solid, right? Uh, hiring stormtroopers to party and dance. Well, you don't need to wait for your wedding for that, first of all. You can do that at any social gathering. That's yes. true. Jedi robes for all the groomsmen. Now, I'm, sign me up. <laughs> and uh, this is my favorite one. Playing across the stars for the first dance. Now, if you, if you forget what across the stars is, I have a little sound clip here. Here we go, a little John Williams ambiance. Very romantic theme from uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones. All right, so I'm going to let this run a little bit while I while I read the his, rest of it. His, his I'm a, I would say it's his first mistake, but really it's like his fifth or his sixth mistake, right? <laughs> yes. Is so that shows fucking episode two to pick the song he wanted to dance to. So he, he wanted, and for the first dance? Come on. Uh, yep. Something's wrong. Uh, While I have more typically nerdy interests, (laughs) wow, my fiance isn't really interested in most movies or games. She's very much a typical girly girl and the type of person who has been planning her wedding since she was very young. She has some very specific ideas about what her wedding should look like, and her vision definitely doesn't include lightsabers. Poor guy. I'm, I'm it, starting to question their whole relationship, to yes, be perfectly I honest. Too. <laughs> so I'm going to cut to the chase here. From my perspective, this is my wedding, too, and I should get to decide at least half of the day. Dude, well, dude, dude oh, if you get to decide dude. two things, count your blessings. Yeah. Uh, while, fi- while money isn't much of the issue, we share finances, so I'm paying enough to get a say, too. Am I an asshole for wanting a Star Wars-themed wedding? Yes. 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 If if that if that if his fiance is as he described it, yes, yes. I can't believe you're even bringing it up. Uh, you know, I don't know. That, like, <laughs> right, Glenn, marriage counselor, ladies and gentlemen, hang on. This is a whole new thing. Walking, walking down the aisle after the ceremony to this to the to like the 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 award ceremony theme i forget you know what it is that the metal metal fanfare which i which is what i've always wanted to do which sure that's that's fine um that's a nice concession if you can get that from your exactly the the fucking robes for your groomsmen (laughs) at your wedding (laughs) (laughs) and i just want to say to the guy on reddit if you're having a hard time selling this to this audience right here on the podcast (laughs) That's right. a sign that you're way, way off course in your relationship. Yeah. Some, some of the comments here are just brilliant. Uh, one from Piggy Qual, Piggy Qual's Bacon, <laughs> the, the user. Uh, this reminds me of the guy who was so obsessed with Miami Vice. His wedding theme was completely Miami Vice, and he invited the co-star of Miami Vice to show up. 
And he started crying and playing reruns, and his wife just stood there awkwardly. I, I mean, I would pay money to go to that wedding. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry, Guys, Scott. Go why jump. are you not talking to the expert in this field? I literally had a wedding that had Star Wars, the theme song, as the exit after we made our vows. Sure. Yeah. Greg, you know... Yes. Our- that, that's where you squeeze that in. That's your only opportunity and I think the only place where it's appropriate. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> going to get to the main point of this. And you know who who, took, um, who who married us was our friend, a mutual friend, Sammy, uh, Mr. Baseman. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out right now. Um, but here's the catch. I did not make that decision. The decision was made prior because the person I was marrying, the love of my life, said – hey, you're a huge Star Wars fan. Would you like to put a couple Star Wars things into our wedding? I said, sure. What would you like to do? And she said, well, you know what? I would like to have something very majestic. Music. Go with John Williams. That's a classic. Don't put on fucking robes. And unless you're (laughs) marrying another Star Wars geek, that's just out of control. And the other thing that I actually did not suggest, but she said, hey, you have a massive, massive uh, I don't want to hear what you have a massive, <laughs> massive, Scott. All right, Star Wars there. action figure collection. She's like, why don't, instead of having a bride and groom topper, we put Han Solo and Princess Leia. And I said, you know what? This awesome. is why I know I need to marry you, because you didn't say Luke Skywalker. That's <laughs> awesome. what, one of the best comments here is, weddings are not birthday parties. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think I want to try to help him out. I think what he should do is he should... First of all, back away from the ropes thing because that's a, that is you're right. That's a horrible idea. But I think the backup plan that's, that's like a reasonable compromise is that the groomsmen should all be wearing Mandalorian armor. And I think that's what he should present to his fiance. So, I'm trying to help you out. That's, that's yeah, yeah. I take it all back. I would allow that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do have, I do have a clip from uh, not the news. This is the uh, female uh news anchor giving her commentary on the situation check check this out he's a star wars nut yeah that would but you know those star wars fans they just go all out right i mean not every girl wants to wear her hair twisted up on the side like princess leila for their wedding i'm just saying uh, leah leah whatever yeah that that pretty much sums it up princess uh, leila <laughs> princess leila no leah yeah whatever <laughs> Uh, Guys, there's only one thing we have left to do. Here it is. Oh, that's not it. Son of a bitch. I'm out. Let's try this. The Star Wars. Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. That's right, the Star Wars Tweet of the Week, brought to you by the Wretched Hive Podcast. The only place you'll find the Star Wars Tweet of the Week is here on this here show. And uh, we might as well rename the Star Wars Tweet of the Week to the Mark Hamill Tweet of the Week, because he Mark, is, Mark as we Commemorative Tweet of the Week. <laughs> yes, as we've as we've said for many years now, he is, he is a gift. He is... God's gift to the internet is what literally Mark one of 10 people that can use Twitter properly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Hamill tweets looking for a really fun conspiracy. Ah, oh. Luke, no further. 
It's hard to believe how long we were able to fool everyone, but to be fair, the only time both of us appeared together at the same time was with Kermit on The Muppet Show. And what he's referring to is this, is this um, well, it's sort of a theory that there is a bigger Luke, a bigger Luke in some scenes in A New Hope. Have you heard this theory? It's called the bigger Luke theory or the BL theory. I've heard of the BM theory. I- but I think that's something else altogether. <laughs> it is. It, yes. <laughs> that's uh, lots of dietary fiber. Um, in some <laughs> scenes, Luke appears to be bigger when standing next to Han as the reference than he does in other scenes. And if, this is an actual thing. If you search bigger Luke theory, you can see some of the, uh, some of the images that the bigger Luke theorists pose are some sort of a fake Luke or some sort of enhanced uh, video, the appearance of bigger Luke in a particular scene is generally, but not always judged relative to the height of Han Solo. Uh, and as such, Han is the primary go-to frame of reference. Uh, they also compare him at times to Carrie Fisher's character, but it's the bigger Luke theory. So if you're looking for an interesting comp- conspiracy theory, why, why, why is it not the smaller oh. Han theory? That's true. Why are, we, why are we focusing on Luke? How do we know that Han Solo is not smaller in comparison to Luke Skywalker as a constant? I do have one other tweet here from Matthew Adkins. I absolutely love Star Wars, but I do find it funny that a series that has stayed around this long has done mostly by just recontextualizing the same story. Every single new TV show is just filling in the gaps in the years between the trilogies. Uh, You just described our podcast. Uh, You know, that's that's pretty much it. There you go. Not sure why that faded in, but uh, it did. Kind of missed the punch. Your soundboard is ready to end the show, apparently. It is. <laughs> it is. Wow. Episode 191 of this here show, guys. We're approaching 200 coming up in a couple months. Is in the books. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff that's coming up. We're, we're going to be busy. In the next, uh, I'd say, 12 months or so. we got a lot of drops coming for these new shows that are that are uh, either in production or about to be released. We've got Andor coming. We've got, we still got the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Or not. Still a thing. No, it's still Maybe a thing. not. It's too late. I can't, I can't share the story because we're rolling the credit music. But oh. Oh. late breaking news might not be happening. All right. Maybe we'll cover that in another six weeks when we do another uh, <laughs> episode proper. Uh, what's what's the what? We got Rogue Squadron coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, That's just this year, just this year for new content, we got Bad Batch, we got Book of Boba, and we have Mando 3. That's right, Book of Boba. Yeah, All Mando Season 3 coming in the fall. Yeah. All this year. Lots to talk about in the Star Wars universe. Guys! Any final thoughts on episode 191? No. <laughs> Just no still, still waiting for I'm still waiting for the Black Widow to come out. That's where I'm at. Oh, that's right. I've so got a I'm, final thought here. Hey, check no, out check out Six Hyvians, Chris Evans, his new podcast called Lit Matters. This week, Chris and his colleague, Paco Nunez review a sci-fi book you guys might have read it stars in my pocket like grains of sand 
Dave, you've read that one, I know. No. All right. <laughs> Guys, have a great couple of weeks. See you this Saturday. And may the force be with us all. We are just a bunch of assholes. We, we really are. We are. Yeah, no getting around it. We're just Episode 191, the asshole edition. He's like, give me something good to go out on. No. <laughs> Have you read this? No. No. Any final thoughts? <laughs> nope. No. <laughs>